in the history of television. It's never been so funny, so dramatic, so totally mind-blowing. Wow, 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 wow. Sunday, television's greatest night is the biggest live event of the year. One, two, one, two, three. Watch the best of the best face off. Jimmy Kimmel hosts the Emmys. You don't watch, we're not friends anymore. Live Sunday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ABC. Hey guys, a big episode tonight on Brain Dead. A lot of revelations. One more episode to go, but we've got the after show for this week right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey everybody, welcome to AfterBuzz's Brain Dead After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. A big, huge episode this week. I have to say, this was like one of the better ones that we've had in a long time. Lucretia and I were both feeling it. And uh, we're excited. We've only got one episode left, but we got episode 111 this week. Six points on the new congressional budget, the false dichotomy of austerity versus expansionary policies. Now that is a long title. <laughs> like all of them. Like I mean, it's like, why, why are the titles like three sentences? <laughs> oh my God. But um, thanks for joining us. Uh, and uh, this week, uh, I am Kevin Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at TheKevinEllis or on Instagram at KevinEllis25. I got Lucretia Lyon here. Yeah, hey guys, since my name's Lucretia Lyon, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. We've got uh, Courtney missed uh, this week, but um, mm-hmm. she will be back next week. Uh, thanks for joining us. Those in our chat room who are uh, also joining us live, uh, you know, chat us up in this chat room, throw questions at us. Um, it was a big episode, a lot of excitement. Um, start us off. Yeah, I know. I was really glad after I watched this episode because the last two had sort of kind of lost me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the the end of the last one was pretty good, but this one really was like, okay, we're back on track. We're back to the conspiracy, back to the sci-fi. And, you know, Gareth was just adorable. <laughs> I, I like how you said back yeah. to the conspiracy because I completely agree. I think this week we felt that there was more going on behind the scenes. Like, it, it was more political, uh, more political than it ever has been in the last, like, four episodes. I felt like we actually had some plotting going on, um, some real, um, some real drama. And I didn't feel that the last couple of episodes, but, uh, this week was fantastic. I mean, we started out with Gareth typing on his computer a resignation letter. I mean, this is a character who, even last week, we saw a little bit more loyalty to Red, or at least an attempt to, you know support his party that he has pushed away in hopes of gaining like laurel's uh, affection um but this week we felt something completely different what did what did you think about him uh you know at least contemplating a resignation letter right off the bat it was really interesting to see that, seeing as how the episode before, he'd pretty much decided to stick, you know, with Red and do his job and things like that. But obviously, when you see a a bug come out of your boss's ear and <laughs> hang around and he's talking to it, you're going to be like, no, <laughs> maybe I should resign. It was It was such a bizarre thing. I mean... Imagine being in Gareth's position, and you've got your boss, who has been acting funky for the past how many weeks, but now you see something as bizarre as you're going to ever see anything in your life. A bug 
crawls out of his ear, <laughs> crawls back in his ear, lays eggs. It's just one of those... Uh, if I was Gareth, I would be I would be calling my mom too, like, yeah. looking for support. It's like, how, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, mom? You know, Making bring sure me you don't back have to reality yeah. here. Um, so I think that that was a great aspect of the writing. It was, um, you know, you you saw this 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 kid who just just didn't know what else to do but to just call his parents, and and you saw. It, we talked about it at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Gareth is just one of those good guys that you yeah. just want to see win and that was one of those things he was one of those characters that you know when he was competing against anthony we just wanted him to pull through and i think that was the cool thing um in seeing this little this little interaction with his parents it's like okay this guy he's got a little bit of homeliness to him um and it's the endearing guy that we see every week yeah, it was just so sweet because, you know, I feel like there were several reasons he called his parents. And one being that he's worried about them in the state. Like, is this a bunch of people? Mm-hmm. He's, care- you know, calling them to make sure they don't have bugs in their ear. And, and also because he needs them. And that's why I love he also uh, turned to Laurel in the end as well. Right. Could you imagine a guy like Gareth mm-hmm. who gets on the phone only to hear a changed mom or dad as in an infected mom or dad mm-hmm. like I, that would throw me for a loop if i if i got on the phone i know that we've been dealing with with mm-hmm. laurel and her father but i mean like a guy like gareth who you can tell <laughs> cares about his parents deeply he's like that that son that went to dc chased his dreams and you know oh, oh you know you know was it Ma- marianne yeah. his old girlfriend is you know checking checking in on you so you know he's a small town guy with small town values um i would well that would have been terrible and that was going through my mind at yeah. that point in time i'm like oh god are his parents infected um so we've got the budget the budget um, that was introduced by Red, and it was a bipartisan bill by Red and Ella. Um, sadly, we didn't see Ella this episode, but uh, she was there in spirit <laughs> through the bill. Uh, Luke initially pissed off. What did you think about that? I really like that Luke is finally starting to take more of a leadership role. In this last episode, we finally got this resolution of Luke trying not to be a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. And, and more so, not with the birth of his daughter, but with Laurel saying, you know, I need you to be who you were, this hero, not mm-hmm. not this philandering jerk. And I feel like this episode, he really did start to do that. I agree. Last week, uh, Courtney and I were yeah. discussing how we were unsure of his true motivation. Like mm-hmm. he was going, you know, he's going to all these women trying to break off with them. <laughs> and yet he's, he was still sleeping with them on his way out the door. So it wasn't truly genuine, but you could tell when it comes to politics, he was all in this week. Yeah. Though right when we see him, his most fired up and in his elements and trying to do good to change Washington in making sure that there is no there's there's no pork there's no, there's no crazy crap in this in this bill he gets distracted instantly when the CIA mm-hmm. comes on in and decides to begin vetting him what was your initial thought on the vetting um i actually sort of saw the end coming cuz i'm like there's no way that they just all of a sudden decide that luke is going to be this the next candidate for the cia director right and luke is just arrogant enough to think that it's all <laughs> cuz he's so awesome exactly. and, and and that's sort of one of the things that's a flaw but it's also endearing about luke cuz he's still got that little nativity agreed no yeah. he's he's one of those exactly nativity yeah. he's one of those individuals uh, who is just uh, 
he has such an ego that he's going to allow himself to believe that, oh, he's he's fit for the job of CIA director. And so the second that they come on over and say he's going to have that opportunity, he jumps at it, he's excited, he's 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 literally screaming into his own suit mm-hmm. coat. That's how excited he is. And that was so cute. This is really one of the first times I've really liked Luke so much because he was so excited like a little child. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Um <laughs> I I love how uh we've got a couple of people in our in our chat room we got uh Ellen Hen right here who is uh I guess Australian and is just talking about how nuts American politics are and it just it's true. It and just... it's funny. Yeah, and I would imagine that this show probably has good international success just much like our news in general. It's mm. pretty much the same. It's funny. It is <laughs> it is it is funny. But uh, yeah, as as you mentioned, I right off the bat mm-hmm. believed that this was all a plot. Uh, for Luke to at least come into the fold and push him aside. Because he has power. He's a senator, and he has showed that he can push against Red. And that's exactly what they wanted to avoid this entire time. Now, do you believe that, that that his CIA vetting was was plotted before Red had encountered Laurel? Do you think that this was all set up from the beginning or do you actually think that the that the campaign was contemplating him in that position beforehand I think it all has to do with the conspiracy and laurel okay. and stuff like that I feel that they wouldn't have considered him for this just yet right yeah I just wanted to make sure that that you weren't thinking that yeah. beforehand cuz I it was a fleeting thought at the end of the episode I'm like okay was this possibly uh was it a, the effect of the uh, encounter between Laurel and Red um, possibly leading to that? But no, you know, I completely agree with you. Uh, Gareth and Laurel. Well, as I said, once mm-hmm. <laughs> once he sees and finds the the queen bee or the queen queen bee <laughs> queen bug, yeah, he looks like a lost child. And truly, when he sits down to meet with Laurel. He doesn't. He doesn't know like what to do. He doesn't know who to trust. Um, but once he begins sketching um, the bug, even Laurel wasn't sure what to believe in what Gareth was telling her. Did, did you get that same sense that Laurel was was at least um, questioning what Gareth had seen? Yeah, because, I mean, or she's seeming to question it, so it's not too insane. Even though she's Mm -hmm. already said stuff to him, she doesn't want to seem too crazy or he won't open up to her. And I felt like that was more of her reservation. Right. Um, All right, so so it gets to a point where Gustav Rochelle and the other doctor, Mm -hmm. what was his name? Wait, do you oh remember his name? God. I can't remember. Anybody, if anybody can remember the uh, the doctor's name who is with uh, Rochelle and Gustav, throw us in the chat room because I can't remember his name, but he was a great character. Um, so brings on over the drawing and the theory to them. They're all on board. They believe it's the Queen Bee. Red is the host. But Gareth is not, you know, he's still, he's still staggered. Doesn't know what to believe. Doesn't want to, like, fall into the sci-fi realm. And after after that scene, he leaves the room, and he encounters Laurel in the hallway. Laurel's trying to, you know, quelm his his fears, and they they exchange a kiss. I did not expect that so soon 
after they've had so much back and forth. But it was it was almost natural. Did you? What was your sense of that interaction? I really liked it because it seemed so human. Right. And it really worked with them, even though it they've been on again, off again. It was mm-hmm. still like, okay. I think that they needed, uh, more than anything, they needed each other in that moment. Because it's getting towards the end. Gareth is is having a little bit of a crisis. And Laurel is now there for him in the way that she has, you know, been. But not in the way that he's wanted her to be. Um yeah, I agree. It was it, yeah. it was human. It was it was natural. Um, and it's always cute between the two of them. Yeah, they're pretty cute. Oh, and <laughs> Ellen Hainwright um, sold us. It's Doctor Wu. Dr. So I was Wu. thinking. I was like, I think it's Dexter or something. <laughs> Thank you, Ellen. Oh. Um, the kiss was what he needed to feel normal. That's a good. Yeah, call. I like that. Manago forty-seven. Uh, good call. Yeah, he needed he needed some, as you said, like humanity. He just needed mm-hmm. to feel like. Something was, uh, yeah, it, it anchor him down. Um, so Cole Stockwell, who, <laughs> I was taking me a moment, to, uh, I was trying to figure out what Cole has been in Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah, and he's literally played a judge in every show, from General Hospital to Boston Legal to, I'm pretty sure, like, all the other David E. Kelly shows. Really? Or, yeah, like, Law & Order. He literally has played a judge on everything, is what I saw. That's really funny. Because <laughs> yeah. she, yeah. she is the, the daytime soap yeah. girl. Yeah. I mean, she hosts a couple of uh, after shows here for our yeah. day, uh, daytime uh, soap operas, General Hospital and Days of Our Lives. Um, Young and the Restless. Wait, Young and yeah. the Restless, that's it. Um, that's funny, yeah. though. <laughs> um, all right, so he's checking out the budget. We know that he's going to mm-hmm. have some kind of role later mm-hmm. on, which, you know, turns out to be. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. going through that legislation and being able to decipher it mm-hmm. and decode it in the way that that man is able to? I mean, as as Ellen was pointing out, American politics, this is this is what is just blows my mind is that we have books of uh, bills that are what that's got to be 2000 yeah. pages. I mean, and you have to go through that before it goes onto the floor 48 hours later. I mean, and you saw through through Luke's, uh, when he was divvying up the task mm-hmm. of being able to, to, you know, go through like 300 pages yeah. each for each group. I mean, could you imagine being one of those uh, one of those aides and having to go through that? Yeah, that sucks, but at least, you know, he gave him teams of three, for 300 pages. <laughs> I, I did God. like how he just started ripping it apart. Yeah. And, and You, and you. And like taking Oprah charge. Car, yeah. <laughs> a car giveaway. Um, so, yeah, so at, at some point in time, later on, Gareth uh, discovers and then relays the information that Red had been making revisions to the farm bill portion. Um what do you think of Gareth going to to these links now? He's, I feel like he's full on board. Yeah, that's what I like is he's fully committed to the team now. Uh, team, I guess, anti-bug? There you go, <laughs> team <laughs> anti-bug. Team, team humanity? Yeah. Um, but no, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that Gareth has now gotten to a point where he is, he knows where Red is coming from. He knows what Red's goals are. And he's not having it anymore. He's, he, he's committed to... To, to being the the guy, the stand up individual who is going to play the hero role, and this was his his little way of going about it. Um, and Red calls in Laurel for a meeting <laughs> as he's as he's benching ten pound weights. Yeah, breaking and, a sweat. 
Uh, and I just love how, you know, he's trying to sell her on everything and she's just not buying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't understand the, at least the logic mm. at first. Like, okay, what is he going to, to get out of that interaction? If, I mean, he knows that Lana is, <laughs> which I love, by the way. I love that he always gets her name wrong. But that he he doesn't, he, I, don't, I don't know what his plan was going to be. And then when it turned out to be that he was offering $2 million to fund her documentary, I didn't buy it. Like, I'm like, this is the best that you can come up with, Red. What was going through your head? To me, you know, this is Red's little elementary way of understanding Laurel is like, oh, she loves to make movies. I'm going to give her money to make movies. <laughs> like very, uh, that's what she wants to do, right? Yeah. Uh, save the world. I mean, that's why she makes these movies. <laughs> that, and that's yeah. what's like, odd about Red's character is that, yes, he's so smart, plotting. He understands the big picture, but doesn't understand general, like, human uh, human quirks and how they interact with one another, and he doesn't understand that that kind of bribe is not going to sell her. And and that probably has to do with you know in general after the bugs have eaten that half of your brain, since mm -hmm. that is the one that will be able to dis decipher things like that. Right. You know? Exactly. I, th I think that that's what it comes down to is that this this is the biggest weakness that these bugs have. They don't know how to how to manipulate and be political in the way that that normal Washington politicians can interact. They think too logical, and their ultimate goal is, dissuades any kind of uh, plotting in the sense that a normal um, politician would, I guess. I mean, that's my general feeling. Um, so we have Gareth, <laughs> when he was laying in bed, Oh, yeah. That was cute. I know. It I was, was like, so and everyone just loves Aaron Tobey. <laughs> so Gareth really is getting a lot of love in the chat tonight, too. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. As, as he always does, he is the sweetheart of the show. But so the phone rings. And uh, okay, so we're hearing the bug hissing. Did you get a little worried for a moment that at least they were going to make an appearance in that bedroom? Yeah, a little bit. I, I was kind of wondering if they were going to go there, but it, it was kind of nice that they didn't ruin the nice moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. I was a little. Um, I was a little concerned that at least he was going to um, to have to have more of an interaction with the bugs themselves. Um, but as as I caught earlier on in the episode, I don't know if you caught it. I don't know if you guys caught it as well. But why I've always wondered why Red does keep. Gareth not infected and I think he made a comment early on in the episode when when Gareth was about to uh, give him his resignation he said that I you know I like keeping you on on board because you straighten me out and do you get that sense too that that's why he keeps him around is that he gives Red that sensibility when he's going too overboard at least he'll get some kind of input that do you think this is a good idea even that concern do you think that that has any sway on red i do think because a lot of times people who are strategic in a way want to keep someone who's not like them around to sort of keep them in check as you know part of their strategy mm -hmm. and so i think that's some of it and also i feel that he has the intel on laurel with gareth being there 
Mm-hmm. So whether inadvertently or not, her being around, he can sort of watch her because Gareth is there. Yeah, I I think that it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those moments where I just was like, okay, this this makes sense. Though I don't feel like he ever listens to Gareth, and that's the problem. No. Since he has been infected, he hasn't done anything to, to to go along with what Gareth's advice would would really like give. I guess I've lost my train mm-hmm. there. But um, all right, so yes, and others in others in our chat room also thought bugs were going to make an appearance. They didn't to our own relief because he gets on the phone with Laurel, and in, mm. as he said, it was cute as hell two of them i guess were in opposite rooms though Mm -hmm. i did have a a little jump moment in my in here when she didn't answer his last question Mm. i'm like oh shit what is about to happen but then she comes on into the room oh so cute (laughs) i have to say like that that would uh that would be a a winner if uh if 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 laurel if if laurel and i were together like that would be a winning moment you know Mm -hmm. that comforting feeling um so we've got the vetting. The vetting continued, and Jermaine <laughs> Germ- uh, and Scarlett both had interviews with the CIA vetters, and I guess the affairs didn't really matter in the end because more than likely this was all set up, I guess. Yeah. Well, and to me, it's just, as they said, I mean, that's something that they can easily keep under wraps and mm-hmm. they, and. It, Nowadays really isn't a big deal, especially being that he's not, you know, a conservative candidate, mm-hmm. you know, and even for director of the CIA, no one cares who he's banging. I mean, and that, that really is what it comes down to, unless it becomes like national security risk. Right. It is fascinating. And as uh, I'm sure uh, Ellen can relate to <laughs> in our chat room, in American politics, it's gotten to the point where the Anthony Weiners of the world, those individuals who just, you know, have all these sex scandals, it's it's not the kind of issue that once was. No. Oh. And it's fascinating because it used to be political suicide to have any sort of sex scandal in your, you know, in your background. But now this is almost a non-issue. I guess John Edwards has, you know, faced one. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. It hasn't been, like, complete, complete political suicide, though Anthony Weiner really hasn't had a comeback. Um, but, like, you know, today we're so desensitized from yeah. it. And I guess that that's what this show has done a good job of, is pointing out how how we are desensitized to certain things that go on in our general political environment. And, like, all of the pork that goes into these bills, like, I mean... You and I are like sitting here. We're I, I don't know about you. I'm sitting here looking at a two thousand page document, and I know full well that there's going to be a bunch of crap thrown into that bill that is going to be so costly. And yet, I what am I going to do about it? It's like it's just the way of our uh, the way of our political world here in the U.S. Yeah, that's the thing is that's how people get things passed or get dirt on mm-hmm. their colleagues because essentially most of that pork is either to force your what you want to pay mm-hmm. for or to if they deny it you can bring it up later and say well they denied this bill yeah. that had this but didn't do, put all the ten thousand things on there. <laughs> it is it is a negotiation tactic and as. Red and Luke exchanged at the beginning of the season. Lobbyists, they used to bring on in these uh, these big parties, and Democrats and Republicans used to actually work together yeah. at these social events. And it just doesn't 
happen anymore. So, and just those those little things in this show have been uh, have been fun to uh, to talk about. Um, and this show really has been has been great all season, along with all kinds of other shows. I mean. As uh, as we pointed out this mm-hmm. season, um, in the history of television, there really has there's there's there haven't been like so many good comedies, so many good dramas. Um, it's just been a great you know great year of television. Yeah. So I mean, think about the shows that have been going on this season. You've had House of Cards, Modern Family, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones. You know what else? Blackish, um, Homeland, Better Call Saul, Veep, Transparent, no. Silicon Valley. <laughs> I could go on and on. Mr. Robot, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, but. I mean, really, television's golden age. It really is happening right now. And don't forget, the Americans transparent, master of none. And on Sunday, September 18th, television's greatest night is the biggest live events of the year. And you can watch the show that celebrates great television, the Emmy Awards. Um, and there's no better night to watch the best of the best as they face off. And you can see your favorite shows win. And some lose, sadly. Mm. But, um... Plus, you can see what everyone's wearing on the red carpet, who looks hot in real life as they do their own shows. So, be there on one of the with one of the funniest men on television, Jimmy Kimmel, who mm-hmm. hosts the Emmys live Sunday, September 18th, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, on ABC. So, check it out, guys. Um, I love the Emmys. Yeah. Seriously, I, I love the Emmys. And it's it's gotten a little bit more, you know, a lot more fanfare in recent years. I yeah. mean, compared to the Oscars. To me, it's it's the best award show to watch because it's voted on by the people, basically, mm-hmm. in the industry. And, and they're voting for what they was really good. You don't see a lot of just, eh, the, this is what critics liked for the Emmys. And that's what I like about it, too, is it's a little bit more down to earth for an award show. And you know what? And, and I feel like at times they do listen to at least what the viewers want more so than what than what just the critics want. Because you have the Oscars where you have all of these individuals mm-hmm. making these, you know, these Hollywood insiders who see, okay, a movie like The Artist. No, don't get me wrong. The Artist, great movie. But it's, and that yeah. and Argo, they're very, like, Hollywood-centric movies who anybody on the inside who's voting for these is going to, you know, put their vote out for that movie because, yeah. you know, it's Hollywood-related. But you've got shows like Game of Thrones, great show. It's going to get notoriety at the Emmys, and it's going to get some awards. And, yeah. it, like, even in season, was it season five last year, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. it won it won Best Drama. And, I mean, it doesn't have to be season seven, the final season of Game of Thrones, to actually, or season eight, I guess, is what it's going to be, um, to get an Emmy. It's not, like, too political in that regard. So I like that aspect. Yeah, it just seems a little bit more fair, too, because, I mean, you've seen recently even stuff like Jane the Virgin. Shows on CW are winning Emmys now because they're voting for what's the best out there, not just what what makes money. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Good good point for bringing up the CW. You do have some good shows Mm -hmm. like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Jane the Virgin, Gina Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, great actress. You know, it's getting some some, some notoriety, and I like that. Um, So... And, uh, you know, apparently they have an Emmy-type show in Australia called The Logies. The Logies? Mm. All right. I guess, Ellen, you're going to have to yeah. let us know what that's about. So, I know. I'm, I was like, I'm oh, interested. that's an interesting fun fact. I did not know. Yeah. Um, yeah, some shows out here, we just don't, we don't, we don't get some good stuff. But, um, all right. So, uh, oh, yeah, Anthony. Anthony made a reappearance. They brought him back. It was short, but uh, he's thrown some shade towards uh, towards Laurel and brought back the whole bug conspiracy that she had thrown out 
in her Appendix Q uh, briefing, or uh, interview, I could say. I have to say, I was so impressed with Laurel throughout this whole thing, how she kept directing it. And it was like, it was very smart every time, like this time, where she's like, yeah, he was just jealous after I broke up with him. And that was an easy way to, like, throw it off. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, her other one where she's an auteur. (laughs) (laughs) She's almost... And I think we've all realized this, but she is a much better politician than Luke. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She should have been in politics. She just never wanted to be. But that is the brilliance of of Laurel, and she is able to maneuver and and throw aside all of the things that are thrown at her as an individual, personally uh, and professionally. And this was one of those great instances, and it was only thrown off by Gustav yeah. and his big mouth walking on in and and literally saying, "Oh yeah, the bugs. You know, we can do it with we get we can get, uh, show them with monkey brains or whatever, yeah. whatever he said." It's just like, "What are you doing, Gustav? You're throwing it all you're throwing it all away for Laurel." But um, you know, she she still found a way to uh, to make it better. And that was what? What was? She, oh yeah, she was selling it as a metaphor. Her yes. bug comments as a metaphor. <laughs> Did you did you catch the fact that she like draped herself in a more artistic, artsy? Uh, oh yeah, clothing? the whole little outfit and the, the, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was she was totally selling it all the way again. Great politician. Yeah, and Ellen says the Logie Awards, um, they're the officially the TV Week Logie Awards is an annual institution celebrating Australian television, which has been around since 1960. Yeah, the more uh, you know. EJB Red Sox, thanks for joining us again. We saw <laughs> you. Uh, last couple of weeks uh but yeah it was a great yeah. moment when gustav walked on and great comedy additions to the show um i love gustav he's so funny i know we want we want yeah. gustav here if we can um yeah he's he's been he was missed the last two weeks uh yeah and uh he always brings a good sensibility to the show so red uh, and Laurel do end up meeting up, something that we weren't sure was actually going to end up happening when it was first proposed, but she walks on in to the Melanesian choir singing <laughs> yeah. in Red's office. The politician that he mm-hmm. is trying to sell her right off the bat. Um, and as we pointed out, $2 million um, he's willing to give to her documentary fund. And at one point in time, she, okay, so the monkey brains, and uh, forgive me, I was, uh, I don't know if I was just taking notes at the time when mm-hmm. I was watching it, but what was with the monkey brains? It, so it attracts the bugs? Is that what it is about? I, I think that that was the purpose of it, was okay. uh, for it to, something for it to go on to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's really think about this for a second. If at any point in time you have monkey brains in your purse mm-hmm. and a U.S. senator says he wants to keep the monkey brains that just so happen to be in your purse. <laughs> yes. What are you going to assume of that said senator? I mean, like, this is just the ridiculous logic of Red. And I guess at some point he just doesn't care, or he just mm-hmm. knows that Laurel knows, and he, it's, you know, he doesn't he doesn't care at that point. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like, why hide? Yeah, mm-hmm. why hide? Why hide? Who, why hide who I am, Red says. Um, as you and I were talking mm-hmm. pre, pre-show. Uh, Tony Shalhoub, again. Yeah, it's just, amazing. He's just doing good work this season. Um, probably should have gotten an Emmy nom, in my opinion. Yeah. But eh, I guess it didn't happen. Maybe next year? I don't know if we were actually... It, yeah, it may have to do with how it fell. It's yeah, a because summer it's a summer show. series. Yeah. Maybe next year. I mean, hey, I would support it wholeheartedly. He has done fantastic work this show, as have 
so many good actors. I mean, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Johnny Ray Gill, Aaron Tvet, mm-hmm. Tvet, Tvet. What is it? I know. I'm like, is it Tvet? Is it Tvet? I've heard it both ways. I've had a bur- mm-hmm. I, I have heard it both ways. Um, so it turns out that this farm bill, Cole then deciphers it and finds that $300 million mm-hmm. is going to be spread out amongst 80 small towns. And Laurel puts it together that is these internment camps. What what do you think about eighty million dollars being being three hundred million dollars being thrown on into these internment camps? I mean, we've theorized what these internment camps would be, but is eighty enough to really throw in a bunch of humans? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like how many people are not infected? I mean, we see you know just in our little group that we see on Braid Death the majority of people don't appear to be infected. So you're going to have to enslave them, you know, in these camps, ideally. But to me, I feel like they want to infect more people before they put people in these internment camps, maybe, is why they're in the budget's pretty small. That's, yeah, that's what I'm not getting, is that I feel like it is a very small amount, and I don't necessarily understand the end game because even small-town communities, it's not like they're putting these, these... things in like major metropolitan regions i i guess i'm not like it would have been mm. realistic for me at least if i heard okay 300 million dollars um towards the planting of cherry blossom trees across yeah. the united states like that would be a red flag and that would make at least more sense towards the end game and they just want to colonize across the united states i'm not seeing that right here so i i don't I don't get what's going on, but, I mean, we've got our season finale, which will hopefully offer some clarity there. Um, I, I don't know. Is that... It just seems like the, if this is their big plan... Is to put I, people in camps? I'm like, I, yeah, I don't really get that. Buying it, but yeah. hopefully it does make a little bit more sense, and I'm not feeling let down by what the season finale is going to offer so we'll see what happens um but gareth gareth comes on down once they uh, decipher the farm bill properly he says that okay between 85 degrees and 95 degrees is when they cannot breed is that what it is so it waits for oh no it's when they do breed air conditioning shuts off he knows that red is more than likely going to be uh, or at least the queen is going to be hatching her eggs around 10:30 p.m. <laughs> so Laurel, like a like a James Bond, is sitting in his chair and swivels around, only to be surprising him in the moment of the the, the bug coming out of his head. So I don't know. I don't know why Red wasn't a little bit more aggressive. He knows that Laurel knows and is probably after this, the Queen. So I was a little surprised that there wasn't a little bit more physical interaction. Yeah, I I was expecting that. I don't know about you. I was expecting that. And to me, it's it's not like the bugs really take away people's strength or anything because you right. saw how Anthony, you know, was and these other people. So yeah, it did seem odd that he wasn't fighting back harder. Yeah, I I felt like. It is his queen. He needs to mm-hmm. defend her with his life. Yeah. I, it wasn't the case in this instance, so I was a little surprised by that. But uh, she opens up the door, and Rochelle and Gustav are there mm-hmm. to help take him down. And it, they don't quite succeed, 
Because Gary the intern <laughs> saves the day. I love how, you know, there was the jokes about the interns uh, in the beginning. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, those are just rumors. And it's so funny. This one saved the day. So maybe Red won't blow him up. <laughs> exactly. Sweet irony uh, in that he gets to save the day and he's not even infected. And so it goes. But we end with one of the cool, like, little twists, even though it was a little predictable. But uh, the director's director of the CIA briefs Luke Mm -hmm. at Langley. I can assume it's Langley. um, And says that they were completely aware of all of the bugs and they have a contingency plan to bring them down. But Laurel and Luke have to step down themselves. And it turns out Red is in on the whole thing. Yeah, I saw that coming, but it was still, like, pretty cool at the end. It's like, okay, yeah, have you told him? <laughs> what I want to know is whether or not that that director's director is even that role. Like, if he actually has that role or if that was all an acting job by some random dude. Yeah, that that would be what was interesting to me, to see if he's actually with the CIA. I would assume, because they're in the CIA building in Langley. Yeah. So... Surely he has some sort of position there, or yeah. you know, and just knows Red. Mm-hmm. But uh, it could be an actor. Hey, hey, yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. I was, you know, I was just going through my mind, like, okay, to what lengths is Red going to go to sell this thing? Um, and do you? I mean, okay, so clearly, the CIA director director was was infected, unless he was doing a hell of a solid for red yeah uh, not infected which yeah crazy. surely he's infected or he wouldn't have been going along with that <laughs> um yeah so i mean it's gone it's gone pretty high i yeah. mean but still red is the red is the king queen um of this party elena needs hugs says he's the janitor maybe <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's pretty funny um yeah i it was one of those things that um yeah, it threw me off in that what, what is Luke going to do? And I think that that's a cool, uh, cool prediction. What is Luke going to do in this, in this moment of, of crises? He has the information to change the course of how this goes. But it really involves his ego. He has to put aside his ego and his opportunity to become the CIA director in order to possibly save humanity and, you know, his sister. I mean, it's his sister that has been, you know, fighting this battle, and he knows that she knows something. And he's never supported her own theories about the bugs, because even earlier he said, you know, you have to put this aside, you're about to screw up my vetting. I mean, if it is your sister... Who or brother? I don't know. Mm, Do you have a brother or sister? Yeah, okay. I have a brother. So I mean, if it's your brother, yeah. what are you doing? What is you? What are you going to do? To me, I feel like Luke will initially ask her to step down and want her want this job because that's his ego. Mm-hmm. But I feel that, and as we've predicted before about the situation with their father, maybe when he sees someone like that, you know, and it's changed, someone he cares about that's when he'll change and he'll be on board with Team Anti-Bug. Agreed. Hmm. Agreed. And I think that this is one of those 
one of those moments where it's going to be his shining moment. He's going to be able to to do undo all of the wrong that he has done um, over this season and in his past to to redeem himself. I'm still holding true to the <laughs> fact that I think Gareth is going to kill Red. That's my personal theory. But you would think that our protagonist would have to kill the Queen Bee. Or the Queen yeah. Bug. Why do I keep saying Queen Bee? Isn't it Beyonce's birthday or something like yeah. that? <laughs> probably why. I think I saw that on Snapchat. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, what what is your big prediction for our season finale? Your After Buzz Ooh. TV predictions. To me, I do feel like it's going to come down to, you know, a lot of people having to die. Like um, Gareth killing uh, Red. Luke killing their father, possibly. Mm. Just all, you know, they want... The, this to be a big finale since it might possibly be the show finale mm-hmm. since we haven't heard anything about renewal. So I think a lot of stuff's going to happen, a lot of pivotal moments, and we'll see if we actually do save the world because, I mean, we got to end it, right? <laughs> we do have to end it. I, I agree. I think that there there's going to be a, I, I would hope, some sort of bloodbath. I think that a couple of characters need to, to die in order for this to happen because I don't, or at least Red needs to die. Yes. Because if Red doesn't die, as they mentioned, if the Queen doesn't die, then all of the workers can't they can't survive. They will they will flee in essence. Um, so unless there is another queen, which is not the case in this instance, unless a meteor another meteor comes on down, which well, wait, there were two meteors actually. Hmm. Weren't there two meteors, or there was just the one in Russia? I believe it was just the one in Russia. Okay, that they shown, and a lot of people think that Scarlet will play a huge part. Uh, you know, especially maybe dealing with uh, Luke's wife and child. And that's the thing is Luke will see his father, his wife, his, you know, mistress, his child. Mm -hmm. All of these are infected. So he'll want to do something. And I feel like he'll jump in at the end. Cool. No, I I think that this is going to be a very interesting, uh, interesting finale because it can go so many ways, but I think that there's only really one one way to end it, and that's for uh, for Red to die. But Ella, I guess, still has a role too because she still yeah. has the the king. The king, I guess. yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens in that regard. I I would have to think that that our protagonist is going to be um, uh, Laurel is going to have to um, to maybe team up with Gareth. I don't know. It might be a yeah. teamwork thing because it's been a little bit of a love story between the two of them. It would make some sense. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Um, so do join us next week for the uh, for the season finale. Lucretia, where can they find you on social media? You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Uh, thank you guys for joining us in the chat room. EGB Red Sox, Moneco47, Ellen, uh, Starman as always. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you uh, hitting us up in the chat room. Uh, join us next week uh, for the season finale. I am Kevin Ellis. You can find me on KevinEllis25 on Instagram or on Twitter at TheKevinEllis. Again... One more episode, two-hour season finale next week on CBS. In the meantime, stay classy, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.